0: I see go acapella now. I'm on the west coast relaxing and chill
2: I don't download many podcasts, but when I do, I prefer the Rich Eisen Podcast. Here's your host, Rich Eisen.
0: Welcome to the latest edition of the Rich Eisen Podcast presented by Chevy, everybody. Your humble host, pleased to be with you with most of Week 9 in the books. We are taping this hours before the Eagles and Saints kick off a crucial Monday night capper, to another exciting week in the National Football League, week number nine, getting set to head to Jacksonville, Florida, to kick off week number 10 on Thursday Night Football as the Indianapolis Colts and Andrew Luck attempt to improve to 6-3, and three, something nobody saw coming in the National Football League, certainly not when everything was happening last year with that team going winless into week number 15. Nobody saw it coming in the whole Peyton Manning drama playing out throughout the Combine leading up into free agency with Peyton Manning going ahead and going to Denver with the Colts selecting Andrew Luck first overall. Certainly when Chuck Pagano, their new head coach, was diagnosed with leukemia mid-September. Nobody saw it coming what we are seeing out of indianapolis as the colts just beat the miami dolphins in week number nine to improve to five and three and again they visit one win jacksonville to kick off week number 10 in the nfl with an opportunity to go six and three chris law my podcast producer on the nfl.com side how are you sir good to see you great how are you i'm doing very fine chris brockman uh, my television producer of the podcast who actually has some work to do this week from uh, on <laughs> wow. our podcast. Well, on the podcast. You sure. work here very hard sure. on the network, but this podcast hasn't given you much work to do. No,
3: it has. I've been writing your guys' coattails <laughs> for like a month or so.
0: You have your day job and your night job as well that this uh, network provides you. But uh, uh, one of our guests on this week from the Twilight Breaking Dawn Part 2 film that's coming out in the theater near you on November 16th, the very... The very dreamy Kellen Lutz.
4: Richard, when you is started this, this program. about two and a half years ago, did you ever think that you'd be leading in with a tease like that? Nope. Nope. <laughs> I, I could idea. only
0: dream. Uh, he is a big Cardinals fan. Yes. As, as the Cardinals have now lost five in a row. Remember, they, they entered uh, week five, Thursday night football's kickoff at 4 and 0 in St. Louis. They haven't won since. They lost that night. They've lost four in a row after getting beaten by the Green Bay Packers. They're four and five. He's a Cardinals fan. He will be here, and we're going to put a little piece of that conversation up on the blog as you're going to edit that together. Because uh, from what I'm told, the uh, the chicks dig him.
4: He moves the dial. He moves.
0: He move, he's a, He he moves the, the needle. Dial. And so the chicks dig him, and, right. uh, and that means we do too. And if that means more downloads for this podcast, then then more power to it. That's what i, I How many times have I told you? that this podcast needs more uh 12 year old girls uh downloading <laughs> this maybe maybe we can get we can get a um we can get a uh, uh, an advertisement in like uh, Tiger
4: Beat. Tiger Beat, yes. Is yes. that a real does, magazine? I don't think it Is does it? exist anymore. I don't think so. Kurt Cameron days, it was pretty popular back yeah, when uh, yeah. the, Severs, <laughs> the Mike Seaver, was running, running around. <laughs> hey, you mentioned uh, earlier, Coach Chuck Pagano. Did you catch his post game? Uh, we got, uh, We're, we're
0: going to get to that in just one second. I was going to bring that up for yeah. sure because we've got our own coach on the show too, Brian yep. Billick, um, yep. who teaches, who tapes the coaches podcast. Uh, every Monday as well. We asked him to stick around after he and Denny Green uh, did their weekly podcast. He's going to talk. I want to talk about the Ravens offense with him, man. Because the Ravens, I mean, I tweeted this out during their their squeaked out win in Cleveland that Cam Cameron and Joe Flacco are probably going to have to come up with some alternate form of transportation to go back to Baltimore if they lost that one. I mean, they just can't get out of their way on offense. The offense is completely different on the road than it is at home. And um, they did get um, one solid drive in the fourth quarter and then some defensive plays to shut that thing down. Otherwise, the field goal-settling Browns were getting set to uh, uh, really stick it to the Ravens. Coming off a bye week, too, but the Ravens squeaked by with a 25-15 win. I want to talk with uh, Billick about uh, the game that he did. I believe he was in Jacksonville for the Lions and and Jaguars this week as well. Uh, we'll talk about that with him uh, later on. But let's get to what you're talking about. Uh, Chuck Pagano, whose doctors say, by the way, that his leukemia is in remission. Right. That came out on Monday. Um, He appeared at Lucas Oil Stadium uh, for the first time since he left the team being diagnosed with leukemia. Um, And uh, there was word that he was going to give the pregame speech um, and uh, didn't because bra- Bob Kravitz, who's the uh, the stellar reporter for the Indianapolis Star newspaper there, uh, said essentially that um, he's being around a bunch of people isn't good for his health, which is, I guess, in close proximity to put it that way, because obviously him being in a stadium with 70,000 yeah. people, that wouldn't be a good idea. But um, his doctors say that um, Pagano's disease can recur, obviously, if a patient receives only one round of chemotherapy. So it calls for a total of three rounds and then maintenance, and um, he is now uh, in remission. But as the doctor said, uh, we need to keep going and we will not be able to use the word cure for four or five years. It was in September that the 52-year-old coach was diagnosed, and and when we heard that he was going to maybe give the pregame speech yesterday in his first time that he was with the team since being diagnosed and having to leave... Uh, and then told that he didn't give it. Well, you know, that was uh, disheartening, but he was there. And then did, in fact, give the post game speech it's incredible. to his team yeah. after they beat the Miami Dolphins with Andrew Luck, by the way, throwing for 433 yards passing, breaking by just one yard. The rookie record for most yards passing in a single game as a rookie a set by Cam Newton just last year. And here is the post-game speech from Chuck Pagano.
2: I mentioned before the game that you guys were living in a vision and you weren't living in circumstances. Because you know where they had us in the beginning, Mm -hmm. every last one of them. But you refused to live in circumstances and you decided consciously as a team and as a family to live in a vision. And that's why you bring things home like you brought home today. That's why you're already champions and well on your way. I got circumstances. You guys understand it? I understand it. It's already beat. It's already beat. That I'm living, see two more daughters, get married, dance at their weddings, and then hoist that Lombardi several times. I'm dancing at two more weddings, and we're hoisting that trophy together, man. Congratulations. I love all of you. Thank you so much. Thank you. So
4: much.
1: Check all three. One, two, three.
4: Yeah.
0: Wow.
2: I
3: mean, it's
0: goosebumps. It's incredible. He's going to dance at two weddings, and he's going to raise the, the Lombardi, Lombardi Trophy. And um, fascinatingly enough, by just one yard breaking Cam Newton's record for single-game passing yards by a rookie, he hit right on the head 2,404 passing yards for the season to improve to 5-3. and three. Who else? has the same number of passing yards in the same record for this season.
4: I think he plays in Denver maybe. Number 18. Can
0: you believe that? That after 8 games, after the first half of the season, Peyton Manning has 2404 passing yards in a 5 and 3 record and Andrew Luck has 2404 passing yards in a 5 and 3 record. Could
4: you I mean if I had told you that? Peyton um, Manning, though, also has 20 touchdowns. No, I know that. So and
0: as Matthew, Matt Pomeroy uh, of NFL Network Research sent out the numbers today, he goes, that's where all the comparisons end.
4: Because,
0: <laughs> uh, you know, Peyton's numbers are through the roof after that. Right. And um, he just missed another 300-yard passing game by a hair in, uh, in beating Cincinnati this week to improve to 5-3. and three. But just, you know, you take a look at the, the playoff standings as they, they currently are. Because we are nine weeks in. We're going to start doing this more and more as we cover the NFL. Indeed. Your current – in the AFC, your current four seed is Denver at five and three because uh, equally five and three New England would be the three seed due to the head-to-head win over them. Uh, Would you know who the five seed is right now? That would be Indianapolis. Indianapolis. Could you imagine if Andrew Luck and Peyton Manning play one another? It's going to be In the the first round of the playoffs. Now, a lot has to happen – between now and then, for that to happen, but uh, Indianapolis is going to go to Jacksonville this week, and it, they're too young a team. They're too young a team, essentially. To to um.
3: Gesundheit, by the way. Yeah, bless you. Thank you. I, I had turned my mic off. I'm sure
0: it's still. No, you up, didn't. It, it's okay. Yeah, I, I think I think they heard that downstairs too. Yeah, thanks. But uh, Indianapolis is too young a team right now to assume that they beat an opponent that they should beat. Really. And certainly on a short week, traveling, all that stuff. But they should be 6-3 and three after this week. Let's extrapolate, shall we? Let's do it. After this week, uh, Indianapolis, with the mini-buy, is at New England. 6-4. and four. Then they're home against Buffalo. 7-4. and four. They're at Detroit.
4: You don't give them a chance against New England?
0: No. At New England? I don't know, dude. That will be to Talib's first game for it's them too. It's gonna be too. a night game. Didn't the Cardinals become be in New England. That's week. That was week two, man. Mm-hmm. Week three. Week three. It's a different season. That was week right, two. Just, that was week just two. Playing Devils advocate.
4: It's, it's, it's yeah, man. Let's just let's just let's just go down here. Worry about your Eagles. So we'll, yeah. they're
0: home for Buffalo. Let's give them that, that. That'll make them seven and four, right? Right. They're at Detroit. It's seven and five. Home for Tennessee. Eight and five. At Houston. Eight and six at Kansas City, 9-6, and six, home for Houston. Houston probably in that game will be needing Resting. nothing. Yeah. Right. They could have 10 wins. They could. I think you're looking at a playoff team.
4: There's a reason I had a...
0: Because and the, and the Andrew Luck is one of those guys who... I know that's what you make Chuck Pagano your coach of the year, right? right? Yeah. I'll tell you what, Bruce Arians has a shot. No kidding. If this Colts team is a 10-win team... And you saw what Pagano, as you could see, he was out of breath giving this speech. Yeah. He's nowhere near ready to come back and shouldn't. He, I, I would imagine it would be difficult to see him back on the sidelines this year. Yeah. I mean, Bruce Arians, if, if, if the Colts are a 10-win team. But that said, there is uh, an undefeated team still in the National Football League, and they're halfway to perfect after beating the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday Night Football. And we'll talk about the Cowboys and their offense with Brian Billick in short order. Um, but Atlanta is is is, uh, is scary good, man. Atlanta is scary good. They're at New Orleans next. I mean, their offense didn't even do, look great on do, Monday do, night. And they do they
4: smell at all, them. though, like a first round? I mean, because like a one-and-done. Well, one like,
0: well, they, well, they're not going to be a, a, a first round yeah, because they're going to get gonna a bye. To buy.
4: Yeah, but
3: and then they're get they've a home
4: let game. a lot of And then they're going to get a home around. game.
0: Listen, man, if it, if Tony Gonzalez doesn't get his first playoff win this year, I don't know if he ever Everyone, is going to. Yeah. Because it sure looks like, based on the way things are going, even though in the NFC— The NFC, you take a look at that right now, and Chicago's right behind Atlanta. Rolling. With a defense that is stupid off the hook.
4: Unbelievable. Yesterday
0: was amazing. Pena Tillman. Defensive player of the year right now? Four forced fumbles in one game, which is more than the Colts and Rams have the entire season combined. Four forced fumbles in one game.
4: It's not like you and don't he know punched he's one do
0: out it. I'm, the one exactly. The well, I don't think anybody knows. Through. Well, this is Charles Tillman on me. I need to take care of the football. It should just be because everybody on the yeah. Bears does it. Everybody, but it's his specialty, though, no doubt.
3: And what do they have? Seven touchdowns, something like that. They it's have insane. more
0: touchdowns for the first eight weeks of an NFL than how season. How many teams? Well, well uh, than ever. It's never happened than ever. So,
3: but I'm saying they probably have more touchdowns on defense than how many well, let teams me look, have. Let, off let on me, me look that up.
0: Let me look that up. And that is a, a big marquee game for Week Ten. Yeah. Sunday Night Football, at seven and one, Houston at seven and one Chicago. High octane offense with um, a Chicago ground game that can hit you in the mouth old school at, Chicago, at Chicago at Chicago. Aaron Foster in losses. Chicago, huh?
4: I thought Chicago had two. losses. No, no they,
0: they're they're one loss. No, Their one. one loss was on NFL Network.
3: My uh, coach of the year, Lovie Smith.
4: Yeah, looking good.
0: Uh, Mike Smith is your coach of the year right now. I said, last, I said it the last. I said it the last show. I said it the last show, and it just is. Sorry to say. Yeah, Actually, like- here you go. Fumbles forced. Chicago has seventeen forced fumbles on the season. They've recovered eleven of them, uh, tied for most recovered fumbles with New England. Hmm. They all have eleven, and uh, New England has fourteen forced fumbles on the season. They can't cover interceptions, anybody. But they can force interceptions, interceptions, interceptions. Chicago has 17 of those. That would be tied for the most in the NFL with the Giants. Put them all together and that would be 28 takeaways. Takeaways. Now in terms of touchdowns, they have seven. nobody comes Man. close. They have 7 touchdowns. 7 of them. Um, of the Giants' touchdowns, the uh, 17 interceptions, one has been a pick six. What I'm saying is I think – One has been a pick six. Of the 17 tu- interceptions that the, the the Bears have had, seven have been pick sixes. <laughs> wow. Seven of them. Um, in terms of – it's interesting. Of their fumble uh, – of Chicago's zero fumble recoveries for a touchdown, which means, you know what? They're slacking.
3: Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> They're slacking. <laughs> well, they had the block. When that ball's loose yeah. – but they had the block kick for a touchdown yep. on, uh, on yep. Sunday. Yep. And, ha- and that left Tennessee in absolute Ooh. dire straits with Bud Adams Ooh. coming out and putting Flame everybody throwers. on full blast saying they were grossly outcoached Co-coached. and outplayed. He's going to reassess. And Mike Freeman of CBSSports.com wrote on Monday an unnamed source in Tennessee says that everybody there is scared down in their socks. What's the exact quote? Here's the exact quote. Wow. <laughs> that everyone in Tennessee walking on eggshells, or here it is, according to Freeman, Titans assistant coach, quote, everyone is scared. We're all looking over our shoulders now. When I say everyone, I mean everyone. There is a sense of panic now throughout the organization. Wow. They fell 3-6 and six after having a 50-burger thrown on them at home. It was the worst Loss they've ever had in LP field. Worst loss ever. They're now three and six. They are in the desperation boat that the Raiders and Bengals and Jets and Bills and Chiefs and Jaguars are all sitting in right now. All of them. The desperation boat also has set sail in Dallas. It's it's bad news there, and also in Arizona as well. Let's bring in the coach, Brian Billick, sitting down here on the Rich yep, Eisen coach, podcast right now. Take a seat, Coach Billick. Good to see you here, also of the uh, coaches' show organization as well. Uh, good to see you, Coach Billick. He's on. He's on guest two it's, for those it's scoring nice at all. know I
1: haven't been exiled from the Rich.
0: Why would you be? Ex- no, po- why would you be? Why would don't you be know. exiled? I, you don't just yeah, let's, hold on. Let's sometimes get you, you fall out of favor. You, up, you know, with uh, well, yeah. I, as you know, I have. Uh, I have a, a very long memory, and
1: it's very really difficult. <laughs> I think it was my cigars comment that offended you. Well, you, you said, no,
0: no, it was an offense. <laughs> it wasn't an offense. I actually started,
1: you know, asking around, like, uh, we got to get Does he really smoke Do, cigars? Do we know a
0: cigar guy? Can uh, we
1: get some? I think we go. All we right. can get
0: one on the horn. Uh, Coach, mm-hmm. I, I want to ask you before um, you did the uh, the Lions-Jaguars game. Uh, no, no, no. I just did, did
1: uh, uh, the which Chicago one? Bear beatdown in okay, Tennessee. Were just, perfect timing. We were just
0: talking about that. Uh, did you hear the quote? That Mike Freeman of CBS Sports uh, said today, I just r- repeated it, that an assistant coach, an unnamed assistant coach in Tennessee said, quote, We uh, everyone is scared. We're looking over our shoulders now. There's a sense of panic. Right, because of the Bud Adams comment. Correct. Yeah.
1: Uh, keep this. Think about this, and I had a chance to visit with Mike Munchak prior to. Mike Munchak has been with the Tennessee Titans, or the Houston Oilers slash Titans, for better than 30 years. He's a Hall of Fame offensive lineman. He is? That knows that professionally he could have stayed there the rest of his life. You know, being an assistant, who's not going to hire Mike Munchak as his line coach, regardless of once Jeff Fisher left and whoever comes in there. He's offered the head coaching job. And he said, I had to visit with my wife saying, now, look, understand. If I take this job, it changes everything because you see a path for us out of here. That could be as the head coach. As an assistant coach, I can stay here forever. That's a conscious decision to make. I was stunned by Bud by, by Adams' comment because I don't care what your title is. We've got a lot of slashes in this league. Mm-hmm. Head coach slash vice president of football operations slash general manager slash guru, whatever, whatever, that vest a lot of power in you. But at the end of the day, your ability to deal with the player stems from the owner. The owner vests you that power. Mm-hmm. And when the owner comes out, and when you're in a situation like they are right now that says, you know what, the yes- we're not out of it yet, but we're close. You know, the fat lady ain't singing, but she's humming real well. That we <laughs> have to, as a team, respond to the head coach who's saying, now look, I'm going to evaluate each and every one of you as we go forward and, and see what we have on this team and what we need to address in the off season. When the owner comes out and says, everybody's on notice, I may empty out the building, You've taken away out from underneath his legs, out from underneath him. And a guy that's been with you for better than 30 years, those players, I mean, your only chance of holding it together as a coach Mm -hmm. is for them to think that you're the guy they're going to have to respond to and deal with going forward. If they're not sure you're going to be there, just like them... Holding that thing together now for half a season, almost impossible. And they're
0: at Miami next week, this coming week, and Miami's vastly improved. Absolutely. Vastly improved. And we're going to see them, Miami, kicking off week 11 in Buffalo. And if Miami beats Tennessee as as, as one would expect them to, uh, Miami will have a chance to go um, uh, two games above five hundred on NFL Network in a couple of weeks. But uh, Tennessee would be 3-7 and seven going into its bye week with uh, visits to Jacksonville, and then home for Houston at Indianapolis, home for the Jets at Green Bay, good Lord, uh, home for Jacksonville. You are looking at maybe it, – it could be a five-win season there.
1: Well, what's unfortunate for Tennessee was the fact that Jake Locker got hurt because this would have been a great opportunity regardless of how the season was going to go on the assumption that, okay, maybe they're not really a playoff caliber team. But you get some seasoning for your young quarterback, the guy you made the eighth pick of the draft. And now the payoff will be, and they've got some good young receivers there. They've got some good young core people. Cook at the tight end. Uh, they, they obviously on the outside, Washington's a little bit uh, longer two, so to speak, uh, but Briggs and uh, I mean they're they're not bad. And then you know CJ, not two K maybe one K now, but I mean he can still be pretty good. That eighty yarder was just boom. It I was. Mean, that, I mean, uh, signs of the old of vintage. the old uh, Chris Johnson, but. What a great opportunity then to build for 2013. Now, again, intellectually, you can say that and, and no, that's the way it is. And maybe we're one of those teams that wins four out of five to finish the season mm-hmm. and gives you that boost going into 2013. Um, and, and you could build it that way. But now that's, that's all gone for naught. You don't, you're not developing the young quarterback. Um, you don't know if this is going to be the coaching staff that you're going to have going forward. You've just you've set your, your organization back in a way that it was an emotional response by the owner that you hate to see happen, even if it's true. Even if it's true. I understand. Hey, if if my advice to Bud Adams, not that he's going to listen to me, I'd get out there and say, look, guys, Mike Munchak is my head coach, and you better respond to him because he's going to be the one that decides whether you're here or not after the Mm -hmm. end of the season. And at the end of the season, you want to fire a guy? Fire the guy. You know, you can, hey, I changed my mind. But to th- think you're going to get anything out of the next eight weeks that can build going towards the future, it's tough. Do you think it's fair to say they were grossly outcoached? No. They, no, they weren't outcoached. I tell that's you what. what he
0: said. He called it grossly outcoached. Basically what it was is they ran into – I don't even think it's fair to call Chicago a defensive buzzsaw.
1: That's a – I've That's never a, seen. Rich, seen I've been around some pretty good defense. You sure <laughs> okay? have. Okay. <Yes. laughs> Fair to Midland, but yes, pretty good. Right. I've never seen a mentality. They are so well orchestrated now. And, and you always try to build this as a defense, but it's hard to really finish it off. Chris uh, uh, Charles Tillman is MVP-type discussion That's for out me. Of his
4: mind. Four forced fumbles in one game. Their
1: ability, you know, they always say it's not turnovers, it's takeaways. And we all foster that. But that you could see it, we talked about it on the game the ability to size someone up and punch the ball out, knowing that, okay, we're going to get yards after the catch then. I'm going to miss some tackles that way. How many times do we sit up there and lament? Oh, nobody tackles anymore. Right. You know, fundamentally. But it's all about takeaways in this game right now, explosives and takeaways. They play as a team that says, first guy there, you try to get the ball out. The rest of us will cover you. We'll tackle the guy, and maybe he makes a few more yards. But Ed, Brian Urlacher, the same way, uh, all of them, Briggs, we're, we're going to knock that ball out. And they've got a mentality now that uh, – Boy, it is something special. There's always
0: a hat around the ball, or three, or four, or five, and when three get at it, there's always three more coming. It just seems to be coming in waves. And if you are fundamentally unsound, if you've got a kid on the team that's carrying the ball in the wrong arm, oh boy, it's the point it's now. Over is
1: it, you, you, you talk to your team. You know, we always have the same discussions about. Okay, what does it take to win? And and typically, at some point, every coach is going to tell his team, "Now we can't turn the ball over anymore." Playing the Bears is going to be, guys, we're going to turn the ball over. Okay, mm-hmm. all we can't. Let's just don't let them score with it. That'll be a win for us because right. they're going to make the they're, they're going to get a turnover. Now what we've got to do is get more turnovers. And and Chicago has shown him Jay Cutler as well as I think he's playing. He still has more turnovers than than touchdowns. Um, so that's the mentality you have to take in. I'm not saying you capitulate. We're going to turn the ball over, but it's almost created a mentality like, you know, they're in some rare air here that you you're not going to contain them. All, you can't You know, all you can hope to do is contain that type of sure. turnover battle. Uh, and that you know, momentum is a force multiplier. It's one of those things where they truly believe it. And then this
0: Sunday uh, will be a great test for everyone involved uh, in the fact that with the Texans. Their offense uh, isn't mistake prone at all, okay. And they have a guy who can hit you in the mouth, and Arian Foster, um, uh, Andre Johnson just had his best game right. of the season. Matt and Schaub looked very good. He sure did. And um, and they've got they've got a motor of their own on that defensive line that is all world as well. He's up there J- with Tillman D-Y. in terms of defensive player of the year. How do you see this Sunday night game playing out with these two guys? Because Cutler may have to put some points on the board, and you sort of hit on it right there. That is their Achilles heel. That's the challenge. We
1: we have a couple teams going forward that we have either some pretty good balance by way of Atlanta, Mm -hmm. Houston, uh, or we have teams that – I'd even maybe throw New York in that – the Giants in that capacity. Um, And then we have some teams that are great by extreme. You know, uh, uh, Chicago, because of what they're doing defensively. Denver, because of what uh, uh, Peyton Manning is doing. Uh, You know, uh, uh, Green Bay, because of Aaron Rodgers. So it's an extremes versus the balance. Houston's one of those balanced teams. If they can get through without turning the ball over and turn it into kind of a track meet, then that's going to challenge, and that's not to say that the Bears can't do that because Jay Cutler's still capable of eye-popping plays. The problem for the Bears right now is they're one-dimensional in the passing game. Everything goes through Brandon Marshall. He's got more catches than the rest of the team combined. They're not running the ball. They need to run the ball better. Forte still had a good day. He and did. He did. But, but it was Everybody not. Did. It was not dominant. <laughs> sure. It, it was not. It was it was it came in large chunks. Uh, the offensive line is still a concern. But they've bought in. They're drinking the Kool Aid. They believe in it in terms of the mentality, of the defense. I told, and they got they got a, a punt blocked for a touchdown. Unbelievable. The Chicago blocked a punt, and they finally got Devin Hester. Lovey Smith kind of gave warning before the game with us in our production meeting that look, I'm not happy with Devin Hester because he's not staying within the structure. He's passing some things up. He's freelancing. He needs to show us he can he can be what we know he can be by staying with the returns. Uh, he was kind of going off the reservation a little bit. And and he had a return. I told Levy, hey, boy, this isn't fair. But the defensive turnovers you get, if you start getting special team scores... I'd just send the offense in and punt on first. down. <laughs> Why not?
0: And uh, you, it's interesting you mentioned about the balance versus the extremes, and you threw uh, the Green Bay Packers in as an extreme. Their most balanced game was the one in which Houston lost their only game of the season. Right. They look great on right. both and sides of the And they're capable defensively. Make sure they no can, mistake. of course, because they've got some great guys. And when Woodson comes back, uh, healthy perhaps they can be as balanced on both sides of the ball right there to the point is that if Chicago can put together an offensive game in the same way that Green Bay put together a defensive game when they played Houston it certainly Chicago is at home that may be enough for them to go ahead and th- take down the best team in I the I think AFC. we're
1: gonna see this is gonna be very compelling to watch as a coach because you know it's quarterback driven league and we've seen okay you don't have to have a running game you don't have to play great defense the numbers that New York and New England and Indianapolis had in terms of the inability to run the ball and where they ranked defensively which didn't tell the whole story but certainly makes for good fodder to talk about defense is going to matter this year in a championship one because we have so many great so much great quarterback play mm-hmm. and that's going to show up What's going to be interesting to see is if, say, a San Francisco and a Chicago. You can make the point that, okay, can Chicago do it if they have to run the gauntlet in the in the postseason with facing an Aaron Rodgers, with facing a uh, Eli Manning, with facing a uh, uh, Matt Ryan? But if it so happens to fall out that they only have to face one of those guys and play well on one day and then face a like team like San Francisco. Mm-hmm that is not as one-dimensional, good solid team, but not as dominant, say, on the offensive side, Um, could that be the path to the Super Bowl? Where before you'd say, well, okay, you can be balanced, but at the end of the day, if you have to go through the gauntlet, if you've got to beat Aaron Rodgers, then beat Eli Manning, and then beat a Matt Ryan, or then go to the Super Bowl, and then beat a Tom Brady, or then you know uh, beat a Peyton Manning, the sheer odds, that's not going to happen, because you're not good enough at your quarterback position to match up with that, but... The, the bottom line for me is defense is going to matter this year, and, mm. it, and it's that's a little bit different than years past.
0: Interesting, and Houston for sure is going to be tested by the t- by by the by the, the end of the season. We're not going to sit there and wonder if they're or if they're for real because uh, they well, they've already played Baltimore and Denver, who are I think clearly the the competitors that they're going to have to face. They're going to face Pittsburgh
1: later on in the season. Well, let me tell you right now. Uh huh. That's the team. If I had to pick one team, if you made me put my paycheck, it's not as big as yours, Pittsburgh. but you make me put my paycheck on it right now, put a gun to my head and said you take one team mm-hmm. that you got to bet on to go to the Super Bowl. I tell you what, I had Pittsburgh last week. Mm-hmm. They're a team that is very confident right now, has been beat up. They were without they to go in and play New York the way they did without Jonathan Dwyer, without Richard Mendenhall, without Troy Polamalu, they lost Antonio Brown. Uh, they lost Rainey and still came in and just physically beat up a physical New York Giants. team. Flying in that morning. Flying in that morning. Um, this team starts to get healthy. This is a scary, scary team. Well, I'm glad I brought up uh, I mistakenly put Pittsburgh on Houston's
0: schedule so you can make that point. Uh, that's the one team, actually, that's seriously involved with uh, uh, the AFC playoff race right now that's not on Houston's schedule. They've already beaten Baltimore, whipped them. They've already played Denver uh, in Denver and survived a late onslaught from Peyton Manning. They one loss this year was to Green Bay. They'll have played Chicago as well uh, coming up this Sunday, and then Week 14 on Monday Night Football is uh, at New England. So they're going to have they're going to have faced pretty right. much uh, a, a large enough, I guess, um, test pool of playoff caliber teams for us to see if they're. If they're good or not. And as for the Ravens, who are currently, despite all of their issues, at 6-2 and two and you are what you are in the NFL. I want to talk to you about this offense because so many people, all my buddies from Baltimore, want Cam Cameron so far out the door yeah. that the door is not even an object that's close enough to appear in your rearview mirror. Is that... The issue because you take Gee, a look at. I can't at,
1: imagine that. I can't. I can't I've never know, lived that I'm before. I'm sure you've I never how, how lived uh, that
0: before. No, they, they love you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, now. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you now. take a look at Ray Rice, okay? You yeah. know what you got in Anquan Bolden. The guy has a track record. You know Tory Smith can run like the wind. You've got two tight ends that are solid to really good. And an offensive line that's nothing to shake a stick at. So the question is, is it the quarterback, or is, is the quarterback and the offensive coordinator not on
1: the same page here? What, what do I you think kills off, this offense? You have to yeah, First off, let's remember they're 6-2. and two. Yes. You can't get too far away from that. And it was good news, bad news about last weekend. The good news is that, once again, Joe Flacco, in a crunch time, showed he can take his team back to win. The bad news was it took that to beat the Cleveland Browns, which is a bad thing. Uh, their defense is not as good. There's no question about it this has become an offensive team. That transition's a tough one for an organization that for since its inception has all been about the defense. But they knew that. You give Ozzie, New, uh, Ozzie Newsom and, and John Harbaugh a great deal of credit for creating this change of mentality. We've got our quarterback. We're going to put the assets there. We're, and it is going to change, particularly when you knew Ray at some point would leave and then Ed Reed and notwithstanding what happens with Terrell Suggs and the like. They committed to this no huddle which they do very, very well, knowing that we need to be able to be that next thing to go and win a Super Bowl because we keep coming up short, and I give them credit for that, but it does test you. I don't care how many times they run Ray Rice. I care about how many touches he has. I don't care if he has 20 receptions and five runs or five run, or 20 runs and, and five receptions, as long as they get the ball in his hands. And it is well orchestrated. Cam Newton knows what he's doing. Part of it is Joe Flacco. On the road, there seems to be a problem. Yes, it does. And it's very real. It goes beyond once is a, is, is a happenstance, twice is a coincidence, three times is a trend. Now, he played better, particularly in crunch time against Cleveland, but that was not a stellar performance on Joe's part. I don't know what that reason is. I don't know why he doesn't play better on the road. They do need to isolate that. They're very good at home. They're not going to be good as defense. I do have concerns. You know, they play, they play Pittsburgh. Twice Twice in three weeks. Yes, they do. Starting not this week, but the next. This
0: week they have Oakland at home, and then it's Baltimore, Pittsburgh on Sunday night, week 11. Then they have a trip to San Diego, all the way across the country in week 12 of Thanksgiving Sunday. And then they come home and and see Pittsburgh. While Pittsburgh has
1: Kansas City, then Baltimore, then, if I'm not mistaken, they have uh, Cleveland. And then Baltimore. So they've got a little bit easier. Path. Those two games Kansas are going city to be in Pittsburgh huge. Pittsburgh on Monday
0: night for the whole yeah. country to see what we saw on yeah. Thursday last week. Does, does Mike Tomlin
4: city. play back the Lions Den comment from last year whenever he said when uh, Coach uh, Harbaugh Mike Cl- said, we went into the Lions Den and came out victorious? Now, Carl-
1: hey, man, we went into the Lions Den, and we came out untouched. We were tested by fire, all right? We were refined. We are, fi- we are gold and we are silver. And we are moving on. Har- Harbaugh stole that from me. Now yeah. <laughs> that's trademarked. I'm like Dion. You know, okay. You can you can the first time you got to identify me. After that, you can take credit. Nice. But the first time, you know, you got to identify. Is that, that. Is, that, <laughs> is that
3: the only way you're like Dion, Coach? Uh,
1: that, yeah. Uh, okay, okay. I am not go any that. Well. But uh, yeah, yes, that, that is that, Those two road. games are going to be huge. If Pit- I tell you what, Pittsburgh is a confident. Confident football so, team right now.
0: So you put it on the quarterback in Baltimore.
1: It's not. I think it's a combination. I, I wouldn't put it all on Cam Cameron. I mean, that's not Cam Cameron's a good coach. Okay, and I, I understand. I live in the Baltimore area. Sure, I know. So I, I know the voices there, but I've been there before. Uh, and I always know. I love it when people are you're, you I got the same criticisms about, you know, me or whoever was coordinating. You're so predictable. We we can, we can know exactly what you're going to run. Look, I can throw it or I can run it. you got a 50-50 chance, right? <laughs> yes. So, so the criticisms are going to be what they're going to be. I'm very familiar with it, obviously, and for Cam. I think Cam's done a nice job. I think it comes down to – his ability with Joe Flacco. And understand, that relationship's not the closest in the world. And that, and that's what I want to get at, is that it that we know
0: that already, right? I mean, Zorn was Flacco's guy, right. and Zorn gets the gate.
1: Jim and- Caldwell coming in has been a good, good pickup, right. and he and Flacco have. And, and that doesn't mean it has to be. You don't have to be best of buddies. But normally when you are in sync, uh, whether it may not to the extreme of Sean Payton and, and Drew Brees, but you usually see a relationship between the the play caller and the quarterback in a way that they're as one, so to speak. Mm. And you don't see that. I don't know what that means. I don't know what it indicates. I like Joe Flacco. I like Cam Cameron. Um, and but this transition is a unique one. And their conf- confidence never ceased to amaze me in this league. How veneer thin confidence is, even in the most confident players, sure. confident teams. Right now, i got to go with Pittsburgh because they are a confident football
0: what team. What they did in New York and New Jersey was really impressive. Before I, I, I let you go, because you've got so many other things on your plate here, I want to hit the Cowboys with you. They're 3-5. and five. They started 6-9 of nine on the road. If they go to Philadelphia next week and beat Philadelphia, no no offense, Chris Law, they, that yet. would make them 4-5 in that very difficult stretch that will allow them to be at home for much of the rest of the season. So... I'm not ready to pull the ripcord or push the not. panic button yet in Dallas, but I do see a team that just has always something missing. They're filled with playmakers who just don't make the plays when you need to more than once. And I know that you take a look at their running back, and their best running back just can't stay healthy, and he is such a difference maker for them because it's not just the, how he – it's the way he runs. It brings an attitude that I think the rest of the team can feed off of on both sides of the ball. I'd love to get your sense on
1: what what is just going on with that my, my, offense. My bias will come out here, and we all see the same thing in Dallas. When things don't go well, as they did the other night, mm-hmm. when the you-know-what hits the fan, <laughs> what's the next clip we see? Who's talking about it? Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones. Not the head coach. Jerry Jones. And until that gets rectified, Jerry Jones is the owner. He can have it any way he wants but we just talked about it you are you control your team via the power that the owner vests in you as a head coach when those players look to who's responsible have to respond to somebody it's it can't be Jason Garrett because Jerry Jones is the voice of that team as long as it goes through Jerry Jones, they're going to struggle. Until he vests that in someone, Jerry Jones is still going to have the power. Don't get me wrong. But until he has someone in that seat, and he did like short term. Whether it's Parcells, whether uh-huh. it's Jimmy Johnson. Until you have someone in that position that you can vest through the players. Guys, this is the guy you have to deal with because he's the one standing on the sideline. It's never going to change. As
0: much as he could say how much he loves Jason Garrett.
1: Doesn't matter. It's never going to change unless he steps on the sideline and becomes the head coach.
0: Well, that may happen one day. But it just seems that the players that they put together, they, they've they got so much talent. I mean, that, that kid Carter at linebacker is running he was like running a real deer. He was unreal last night. He's running like a deer. You know, you take a look at there's playmakers in Maurice Claiborne, there's a playmaker in, in DeMarcus Ware, there's a playmaker in Des Bryant, there's a playmaker in Tony Romo, the guy can make play after play. Even Ogletree has shown flashes of making plays. You take a look at Witten, he just took over the all time catching uh, receptions mark for Dallas. They got the guys. They just don't have the I thought not to get thought, off topic. I thought but, Tony played a pretty good game. What, what coach
4: said though about the owner? Did you guys watch 60 Minutes last night with Aaron Rodgers? Yeah,
0: he's happy that that, that he has more than one owner. Is what He he's doesn't saying.
4: have a billionaire he, telling in,
1: him? In essence, doesn't yeah, have an owner that doesn't now. know
4: anything about football. Not that Jerry doesn't know anything yeah, about and football. That, but
1: and first off, let's back up. Jerry Jones is maybe the most knowledgeable owner with regards to football. He's going. He's a dream to have as a coach because he's going to give you the resources, he's going to give you whatever you need. Yep. But the concept. That, you know, it, how many coaches you've been through in the last 10 years? Yeah. I mean, five, uh, six, uh, you know, it's, 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 or, it's like the guy that's been divorced six times. Okay. Maybe it's not you, but <laughs> don't you have to look at the process that you're going about and how you choose these people. Jerry is g- as brilliant as he is and understands the league and understands being in the limelight and being America's team and what I need to get my coaches in order to be successful. Doesn't seem to understand that element that most. Ba- look at the most successful organizations in this league: Pittsburgh, Baltimore, New Philadelphia. Five coaches. Can you imagine? Can you imagine one of the Maras? Can you imagine one of the Roonies? No, no, no. Having a radio show, having being that guy that after a game that everything goes through in terms of commenting on this team and the. So at some point, you, you look at what wins in this league structurally, and, and you adapt it, as we all do, to, to make it fit what mm. you want, or you don't. And, and uh, in my opinion, as much as I have for Jerry Jones, he, he, he doesn't quite get that. Your brother-in-law's killing it right now. Exactly right. And and in, there's a lot of ways to get it done. And it's a combination of he and a general manager that have a shared vision that can communicate with one another and who an owner that will vest that in them and stay out of it and say, you know, I sat with Arthur Blank at Home Depot and he says, I, I don't know a lick about lumber, mm-hmm. but I know how to hire good people that do and set up a structure and let them do it.
0: And, before, again, uh, we're going to let you go in a couple minutes here. We, we saw a stat on Sunday Night Football that he is third all-time in terms of winning percentage of games that come down to one possession.
1: Why do you think that is? Attention to detail, not just on game day. you got to understand, game day is, a, is an extension of what you do during the week to prepare your team, like a Bill Belichick that says, you know, This game, it's not about X's and O's, embarrassingly so. We're all doing the same thing. We really are. And I'm a guy that supposedly knew X's and O's and this, that, and Mm -hmm. the other. And there was a day that I believed that. This is a game about (laughs) identifying personnel, creating an environment for them to learn, a structure clearly, and then preparing them for critical situations and making sure they understood what the plan was. So in real
0: time, time, they can rely on... If we go
1: for it on fourth and two, this is what we're going to do and why we're going to do it. Now, we could be as screwed up as Hogan's goat in doing it, but we're going to have a plan. Mm -hmm. You're going to know what the plan is. I had that Dallas-Baltimore game, and I'm confident that Jason Garrett and Tony Romo knew what they wanted to do and when they wanted to do it and how in that last... Minute and twenty seconds. The rest of the team had no clue no what was going clue. on or how it was going to be orchestrated or what they were supposed Moots to do.
0: Showed a tape the following Sunday morning on Game Day Morning, spot shadowing where the rest of the team was standing on the sideline as they were lining up for that onside kick, and they were spread out all over yeah. that sideline.
1: So that's it's that 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 attention to detail and preparing your team for situations that a Mike Smith and a Bill Belichick are are, are so good at. Where are you going this week? I've got uh, New York at Cincinnati. I'm fascinated to see New the Giants uh, on the road. Cincinnati. Yeah, Cincinnati, kind of a surprising team. Uh, shouldn't be that they're where they're. At. I think Mike Zimmer does a great job with the defense. They're dealing with, uh, and you know Cincinnati, it's win one year and go down the next. Well, they're
0: three games worse than they were at this point last year. Yeah, they were hard, six and two. Uh, now they're yeah. three and five, but and really, and, the, and the, they got their hands full. The Giants are. You want to talk about extremes? Even though you mentioned them as one of the balanced teams. They are an extreme team when it comes to playing on the road yeah. and playing at home. They play so
1: much better on the road. And it's good for them to be on the road
0: this week. Oh, they're going to go and they're going to kill it. Yeah, I mean the Bengals have their hands full. Yeah. be big, interesting to see big time. Good to see you, all right, man. Thanks Very for good. coming on. That's right. sounds good. Brian Billick, follow him at Coach Billick on Twitter. He's often running to do around the league. He did the coaches podcast. He just did the game in uh, uh, Chicago. Chicago, in Tennessee. Tennessee. Now he's going back. He's going to Cincinnati. He's already out the door. He's up and running, and he's got the greatest phrases. What uh, crazy is Hogan's go? Yeah, Hogan's Brocker and I looked at each other. Um, um, I didn't know what that. And was. And, and he equates um, with Deion Sanders. Well, he no he equates uh, Jerry Jones to a man who's been divorced six times. <laughs>
4: <Right>. <laughs> I wanted to ask him, and maybe you know you've been around Mooch a lot and knows this, but he said earlier that he talked with. Um, Lovey Smith, and he, he told him that you know, he wasn't happy with Devin Hester in the meeting. Now, he's a former coach. How much information do you think the coaches are actually giving members of the media before the game? You know the old saying, you can't BS a BSer?
0: No, they, they, all these and coaches definitely, oh, they, all, they all say, hey, man, this is what's going on here. They are chatty Yeah, freaking yeah. cathies. All of them, all of these coaches. I mean, Mike Freeman. Chatty got, a, got, a, got a, that's he, one too right there. He got, a, he got Mike assistant. Freeman got an assistant right. talking about we're all scared here. Coaches love talking. Yeah, they Um, love talking, but they they can they will not tell me. But they'll tell another coach. They will tell another coach. It's a fraternity, absolutely. Mooch will go into a place and chat with another coach one a couple times. A couple times when we've had Belichick on our air, and Steve has no relationship really with Bill Belichick. Uh, Belichick had um, uh, had somebody come over to the set saying he wanted to talk to Steve. Because, you know, he's doing – it, and and Steve was – first time Steve was like, oh, okay. Went out there and talked to him for like 15, 20 minutes. Wow. And came back and goes, man, that was that was awesome. These guys have a fraternity. Yeah. They do. So he can go in, Billy can go in and talk all this stuff, and he'll also know what he can and cannot Can't, say. Well, yeah, him. he just knows. Right, yeah. Right. No, exactly. He knows exactly what the coach is telling him, what that means, but he'll also – that's why – He'll drop stuff in every now and then yeah. that is thoroughly from first hand knowledge. He's of not only what he's done as a coach himself, but from from other people. I like, feel but so Mike Munchak, smarter. you just heard that. What he said about Munchak, how he when he took the job, he told his wife, Listen, if I do this
4: our kids could be uprooted from school, I Correct. Be- if
0: I don't, we could stay here forever. Yep.
4: Mike Munchak, Penn Stater.
0: Just throwing oh, that out there. Oh boy. <laughs> a lot of not a lot of neat stuff. Uh that let's great. Hey,
4: one other thing, you just talked to Mooch. Mooch talked to Pagano yesterday morning? They he, texted him. They text back, back and oh, okay, forth. Okay, got it. Yeah. yeah they texted. That. that was back pretty and cool when he final. dropped that on there. I was watching. Yeah, yeah.
0: They texted back and forth because you know, there's there's there was word what he was gonna come, who knows if he's gonna come. He could say I'm gonna come. I'm gonna feel great and then you wake up, you know. I mean, I don't need to tell anybody about about health issues. My gosh. I mean, you know, you never know, but he yeah, he texted him in the morning. Hmm. Um And uh, it is now my job to make the interesting transition (laughs) to uh, Kellen Lutz. Let's get to him. Pleased to have on the Rich Eisen podcast a man who will be uh, in the newest Twilight film, Breaking Dawn, come part two, coming out on November 16th. He's also going to be the next Tarzan, everybody, uh, beating out me, oddly enough, for that role. (laughs) Uh, Kellen Lutz here on the Rich Eisen podcast. Good to see you, man. How are you? How are you? It was a tough... I guess, battle between me and you in order to be Tarzan. Um, and uh, in the end, in the end, you won out. But I think the two of us being able to talk right now just shows how I don't take things personally. And, and neither do you, because it really, it really did come down, I think, to the last to the last
5: sort of reading. Well, I, was, I was willing to strip down to my underwear. And you, I, yeah, guessed, I did. uh yeah, weren't I... wearing any that day. So, <laughs> that's. I mean, you're more Tarzan than I, but yes. for the camera they couldn't show your audition
0: that's true actually i am going to be in the nat- uh, the next one was just tarzan commando <laughs> see you're, you're like you're part two of twilight breaking dawn it's it's tarzan co- you know colin commando i like that's that it. we're workshopping this thing I right like now it. i, I like know it. but i think you know you know that let's just hope this is the tentpole that uh, that you're going to be part of next as well with uh, twilight breaking dawn and you being a fan of the national football league as mm-hmm. well uh, have you been able to um, be able to just focus on your true passion, which is the NFL? Oh, uh, football, yeah, <laughs>
5: the NFL. You know what? I mean, being a part of Twilight's been amazing, and I know you've seen every movie, and you're going go to go to the midnight screening. Um, yep, yep, yeah. yep, 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 exactly. Yes, ex- yeah. The hardest thing with doing these movies, though, because it's been the last four years of my life, and previously before shooting Twilight, I was in South Africa shooting Generation Kill. Mm-hmm. I'm obsessed with football. I grew up in the Midwest, and I started living in Arizona when I was younger. So my team's the Cardinals. We know a lot of people over there. Larry's awesome. Um, I miss War- Warner, but um,
0: <laughs> so does Larry. I believe. Yeah, yeah.
5: yeah. <laughs> I know. I mean, Larry. Larry's Larry's amazing. But every time I shoot, and that's the toughest thing with my schedule with shooting. Mm-hmm. Gen- generation Kill. I shot all football season in South Africa, so I'm watching on uh, my Game Pass. And I have to wait like seventeen hours because we're like fourteen hours ahead of time. Sure, so Uh I'm up at like three a.m. on a day of shooting. We have to go to set watching like Sunday morning game, right? um, Or whatever the time change is there. So I've been doing that for the last five years. So I never get to fully watch football. Go to the games. I try and go to as many Cardinals games as I can. Um, Everyone there at the Cardinals are amazing, and uh, you know it's 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 sad for me. When, when I'm working during football season. I need a contract right. where it says I can't work.
0: <laughs> By the way, we all need yeah. a contract like that. Maybe you can. we can swap roles uh, just for one Sunday. One Sunday where I do your job for a Sunday and then you do mine where it is, in fact, my job to watch football games. I must watch football games because I have to know what I'm talking yeah. about. I have to see what's happening in that Jacksonville uh, game against the Lions this past week because I'm going to Jacksonville this week. I've got to know that stuff. So maybe, maybe, just once, we could sneak it maybe past the goalie here oh, on uh, a Sunday. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I didn't shave just for this interview. Just to, you know, I'm trying to go, I'm trying to do the whole... Movember? Well, well how are you going to do that? Can See, you I do that? Do you them... can't do that. Because you're on can't... TV and you got to look all pretty. Be, and... Well, it's not just that. I think is it if I did the Movember... Mm-hmm. Anytime I'd be talking, people would say, "What the hell is that thing on the top of his lip?" Because I mean, how what you got going on right now? The growth and what you got going on right now? How long? How long does it take you to, to do that that's right a now?
5: A couple. That's a couple of days. That's a two day thing right now. Yeah. Is what you're saying? I did a mohawk last year. Did you really? Yeah, I just shaved. Well, that I can't do. I got nothing. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you can i can't but
0: it's very nice of you to even <laughs> g- even attempt to go that no i can't what i've got is what i've got this is it it is what it is and i'm wearing my extensions today too you know what i mean i guess it said i i saw matt lauer like eight years ago and i'm like that's it. that's that way to go matt i'm i'm that's that's all i can do but the november thing too is that it would take me like nine days to grow something that would even resemble a mustache. Well, I feel the
5: same way. I mean, this is half movie magic right here. Is that, yeah. I had to go through the movie so magic, uh, this morning, <laughs> you sp- really? spray on the abs, spray on the, this is CGI the, right now. You walk CGI. Around. Is, I mean, I have that's a good the, team that's around a, me.
0: Boy, that's an incredible. I know, it takes me a while have.
5: too. I'm kind of jealous of the ones who can,
2: I can't, you know,
0: I can't do it. I can't. As a matter of fact, I once came back from a two week vacation with a goatee for SportsCenter center years and years ago when I was doing it on ESPN and the ESPN management hates, for some reason, hates when their people show up on TV with facial hair. I don't know why. Huh. It's sort of like a, the rule that they just know facial hair. But I decided to do it, and I went into management. I'm like, I'm going to do this tonight. And they said, quote, unquote, it's your face. I'm like, okay, that's probably a bad idea. <laughs> and then I had to go in the makeup chair, and they had to draw in the connecting parts between the mustache and the beard, literally with a pencil drew it in right here yes Let's right there it? yeah I had to drum the connection. you can I do it just this but this. i can't but i it's just i have some sort of it, it's it's odd they're so like it looks better
5: if we connect the it two. it
0: does look better it did and it was sort of like an evil rich eyes in it, it looked terrible <laughs> it looked bad i got all sorts of voicemails from people like what's with the chocolate milk all over your face it didn't it didn't look good you know so the november thing for me uh I'd rather just talk about, you know, what Movember stands for and well, you're and supporting it
5: either way. So I good am.
0: work. I am. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. So you're originally from North Dakota, correct? I was
5: born in North Dakota, moved around a lot, and then okay. I landed in Arizona. And it's my mom know my mother knows everyone in Arizona. Right. And um we do we climb camelback when I go home. Okay. And I know the Cardinals do that as well for some great exercise. Sure. And when it's hundred and twenty degrees up, like in Arizona in the summertime, doing Camelback, I have a hard time doing it. Mm-hmm. And watching all the players go up there, it really brings out the camaraderie. That's what I really love the Cardinals. It's a great team. Um, it's a neat stadium too. The a new stadium there, beautiful stadium. I mean, it's
0: it, it you can't compare it to the old one that they were in in Tempe. I mean, it's just it's completely apples and oranges now. It's a beautiful new, gorgeous place. They had a yeah. the Super Bowl there, you know, years ago, and the Giants. Hand of the Patriots, their first loss that year in two thousand seven. It was pretty cool. Uh so you wish Kurt Warner was back as your quarterback. Is that what you're telling me right now?
5: I just want to go to the Super Bowl again. You yeah. know, I loved when Warner was there. Um, you know, Cobb will be great, you know he just has to get better. Um yeah, skeleton's doing great. It's just uh I just want to win. <laughs> it's right. been what, five losses now? We started out really well. Yeah. But um four
0: and oh. 4-0. And then we had them on Thursday Night Football on NFL Network in St. Louis. They lost that.
5: Yeah, how did they lose
0: that one? They did lose that one. and then But lost. they beat the Patriots. which they it, Again,
5: they're one of my favorite teams also. They're, they're number, number two. The Patriots are? Yeah. Why is that? Uh, I loved Randy Moss from Minnesota Vikings okay. when I was living up there in the north. And then he went over to the Patriots. And exactly. I kind of just fell in love. I mean, Brady, the whole team, everyone over there. good people because north dakota is so it's it's you could be a viking
0: there right yeah is is that that's kind of where that's vikings country is north dakota i know because we had josh (laughs) Dumel on before he's from minot yeah he's a huge vikings fan yeah yeah so that's sort of you'd include north dakota as minnesota viking i'd have to say so and then south dakota i know for sure is broncos country people love the denver broncos from south dakota
5: so my dad loves the broncos I think because we lived in Denver also for a little bit. Man, what did your parents? You just moved around. Is that what it was? Yeah, we just moved around. We aren't in the military, right? Oh, you were not. You just you just moved around. (laughs) I I felt like we were running from the law. (laughs) They're like, ah, we're moving to another Midwest. uh, Get a farm, and maybe you were. Maybe you were. Maybe 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 maybe,
0: just maybe your younger brother was a vampire, and (laughs) uh, you were just, unbeknownst to you, learning your role years ago and running from the law maybe that's what that was no am i wrong
5: well i have a a large family a mixed family but i have i have three older brothers and then three younger brothers and one sister so maybe the the older ones got us into trouble Mm -hmm. and we had to run do some sort of run and are they all cardinals fans in your family or
0: how does that display yeah
5: actually yeah it's exciting when i go back um everyone at the cardinals they're so welcoming Mm -hmm. so i did a little press there they let us come on the stage, uh, on the stadium, mm-hmm. on the grass, and then you know every year I go back for Thanksgiving and Christmas time, mm-hmm. and I try and go a game. I think there's a game on the twenty third, sure, in Arizona that I want to go to. Okay. Um, but but are Grey and I, I just love going to football games.
0: Is Larry Fitzgerald a fan of Twilight, as far as you know?
5: Uh, uh, I, I'm, I'm not sure. Could, sure. we could find that out for you to find out what what team I usually like on. talking about him. You know, when I when I go back there and, uh, you know, you get to meet all the players and hang out with them. Yeah. Uh, I know he's a fan of Tarzan and I actually just shot that. So mm-hmm. we'll probably chat with him about that. He'll chat with with me about some football.
0: Sure. So so Larry obviously is uh, he's an all world individual, man. I mean, that guy is he's one of the all time greats football player and, and people as well.
5: Uh, so you met him?
0: Is that what you're saying? You've met Larry Fitzgerald? Yeah, I met when Matt
5: Liner was over there. Um, they, they bring all the players down. I think after the game, they have like sure. the, the dinner or they bring all the family members. So I met Larry and um, and Matt. And you're I friends met, with Liner? Uh, Liner, saying? yeah. Um, I, I know him. Okay. I mean, we, we chat there. I, I'm sure. not best buds or anything like that. But yeah, I met Larry down there. And I met him on Camelback also. Um, what do you mean you met him on Camelback? You just all the players. All the players. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I climbed that when I'm. And back then you're home. just like, oh, there's Larry Fitzgerald. Well, all the players go up there. My mom actually uh, has prayed for them on top of the mountain. So it's. it's, it's what do you mean? She, what does she do for them up there? She. My mom's affiliated um, in so many different, uh, like, team CBS and Moms in Touch. Okay. And so she just asked if she could pray for the team and and uh, be on top of the mountain. Just they all huddled and. So your mom, yeah, with the Arizona Cardinals, yeah.
0: On top of Camelback Mountain. Yeah. Just outside, just right there in, in Scottsdale, right? In yeah. Phoenix? Yeah, yeah, they, she And they won the game, they, so. They were all together? No kidding? Yeah,
5: they're all together. They do it as an exercise. You know, like a training day. Sure. Let's go up Camelback. I don't know how often they do that, but I know they do that And then they often. won.
0: The, and then they won the subsequent game. Yeah.
5: No kidding. So your mom's a factor. Your mom was a factor. My mom's a factor in so many people's <laughs> lives. I mean, I wouldn't be here if it weren't for her. Sure, well... Sure, obviously.
0: i to say same thing with my mom too, but she doesn't pray for for the team or for for Larry Fitzgerald. So that's what she does with the. That's pretty cool. She's man. not a
5: part of the Cardinals. No, 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 know, no, but no, she just no. Does up, it in
0: up there you know, on Camelback Mountain? She, she prays for anyone and everyone. That must She's be beautiful up there. And that's sort it of It is. No kidding. I like
5: the desert, you know, okay. and it's beautiful
0: way up there. Well, she needs to. I think they need to get her back in the mix right now the five game losing streak uh, you know what i mean like they have i'm not saying that she's she can break it but i think they should get her
5: in the mix right now because it's just not working well out she's always praying and i'm always asking her to so, right excellent you know just just a few more out there right you know and i i have i think i have arizona for my defense for fantasy football so yeah, what's, you, i didn't score too too many points this week
0: no you did not no. uh, they had just three i know that because I have them as the well, way. yes, but I benched them because they were going against Aaron Rodgers, and I just yes, did not yeah, like I, that matchup at all. I've yeah. got Arizona's defense because, obviously, I saw what they did firsthand with against St. Louis where they sacked Sam Bradford a gajillion times, and Patrick Peterson can take it to the house on special mm-hmm. teams at any moment or on defense at any moment, and I'm just waiting for that, obviously. But I benched them this week because I didn't like the Who'd matchup. you take? I took the Dolphins because what they did against the Jets last week and they had minus one points because Andrew Luck
5: lit them up like a can of gas. Yeah, yeah. This week. Well, it's my first year playing. Is that right? So I, I never know if I, because I have a big team. So if you drop sure. a team or mm-hmm. if you pick, you know, try and pick someone up. Yeah. Usually. The only uh, defenses you can pick up, no one wants. That but is then correct. again, if they were going against Green Bay, so I had I should have done something. I just didn't want to lose. You that. know,
0: I mean, it's the problem with defenses in certain leagues is people are hoarders of defenses. They yeah. just have a defense sitting exactly. on their bench doing nothing. Exactly and it really upsets me because I'm one of those guys that changes defense almost every week. And I should have picked up Chicago's. I mean, Chicago's. There's no way you're that, thing's available, that, that team's available it anymore. Was,
5: it was. It early, was Chicago. I didn't. Oh, Kelly. Uh, I think someone just did a waiver and switched some teams up to pick up someone else oh, or did some deals. man. Up. So who else is on your fantasy football team? I have Foster, which is doing pretty well. I didn't get too many. Um, and then, we had over 100 yards and a touchdown again. Yeah, that's yeah. all he
0: does is get over 100 yards and score at least once. Yeah. That's why every single week he's incredibly dependable. He's yeah. awesome. I love that guy. I love him. He's great. Who great. else is on your I team? Eli
5: Manning, which didn't score. He's yeah. he's always like every other week, he's scoring right. a lot. Not
0: a this lot. This week was bad. He had three yeah. fantasy points this week. Just three. You know why I know that? Got him. <laughs> because kidding. you have him too. <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh, Victor yeah. Cruz. Uh... Oh, Des, Bryant. Des Bryant, he did not do very much this week. You didn't it's, do well I, at all. But yet yeah, I'm winning against week. my matchup. Which you is are? Nice. Yeah. So, who
5: did, so who scored points for you this week? Um, Arian Foster, if, uh, obviously. I have, is it LaShore?
0: Yeah, Mikel LaShore. He's yeah. out of his mind. he
5: got like, what, 20, he was awesome. 25 He points? was great
0: this week, yeah. Something he was like great. Mikel LaShore had a great week. What's your What's your fantasy uh, team name? What's the name of your team? Uh, Sneaky Sneak. Okay. Yeah. Is there Is there a story behind nah. Sneaky Sneak?
5: No, just all my football friends cuz we always, we used to do sports betting and then it's not really mm-hmm. legal to do here. It again. is not. It's okay, a matter good. Of fact that uh, fact, glad no, I don't do national, it anymore um, here, here, here
0: here in the here in the uh the home of the National Football League. Yeah. Uh, whenever I hear stuff like that, I turn into the old Saturday night live character, the unfrozen caveman lawyer, where all your your terms confuse me. I have no idea what you're
5: talking about. No idea. Not- no. Yeah, so um I go to mm-hmm. Vegas quite often. Mm-hmm. every other night to do So So does the, the fact that you're playing a character named Sneaky Pete
0: have something to do with Sneaky Sneak? Does that good, have something to do with good, that? Uh, good, good. Good follow-up with that. Well, um, that's what I do for a living. Yeah. Oh, plus, I have producers that get right oh, in my ear go. and talk to me
5: to hey, make you know me what? look smart. He, he very much is. When I, just in life, like, mm-hmm. I just love... I do a lot of research under the tables and for Sneaky Pete. I mean, Mm -hmm. he very much is like like the character who would be Mm -hmm. the person for Sneaky Sneaks. There you go. um, With sports betting. But no, I just love betting with all my friends. That's the only time I can really connect with them. Connect with them. What's
0: that? It's by doing something illegal.
2: But it wasn't
5: always <laughs> illegal. Now, now, now no. we do it just between no, each other. Well, that's
0: good. That's friendly. Yeah. Friendly. 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 Football Every now, every now and then. Yeah. So, so is that whose league you're in? Just a bunch of buddies of yours that are well, out yeah, here? yeah, for or the fancy
5: for... football one, that's all my L.A. friends. And okay. you do when you do a movie, you you start up all these different lives. Sure, you, know, you start up a live, especially with Twilight. This last one, it was seven months away, mm-hmm. and in Canada, you can't really watch football. But but when I'm shooting. You know, like in Indonesia on Java Heat with Mickey Rourke, I'm trying to watch football. I have to talk to my friends to, you know, the connection. Mm-hmm. It's close to dial up over right. there, and you know, just betting with my friends, it keeps me close, close to home.
0: Now, Mickey Rourke, he is bat sh- insane, correct? Is that true? He's brilliant
5: on and off camera. Nicely like when I'm watching done. him, and he is just <laughs> being Mickey Rourke off camera. How I'm cool like, is that? He's, 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 it's, it's really cool.
0: I mean, just to sit. I mean, you know, to work
5: with with him yeah what was that like what was that uh he i mean he's old school hollywood he would just come to set you know ready to rock and roll he didn't care about hair and makeup he didn't care about anything he's just like oh just 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 give go. me my lines right and uh you know but his presence is what we needed with mm-hmm. the villain Okay, he plays a good villain. I'm sure and he I get a he kill him, a good which uh, you do. Yeah. Okay. It's a dream come true. Check that <laughs> off the
0: bucket list. <laughs> kill Mickey Rourke. <laughs>
2: well,
0: and is, is there any um, fantasy football league on the Twilight set at all, or that's just that's as far afield from football as you can possibly? Yeah. Get. I mean, we I don't... know Taylor Lautner is a Lions fan. I know that. He said that he's from Detroit. Oh. When I ran gotcha. into him. Because yeah. I did I met him, the funnier die did a video with yeah, the him, The Field of Dreams, the field one, of dreams which one. is yeah. great. Marshall Falk and I played ourselves. It was a very um, difficult role for me to <laughs> get into. Uh where we were we were calling the game of the of the Field of Dreams type moment. And he said that he was a Lions fan. So there's that, but it that other than that, it's just it's it's not much of
5: a football loving set. So what you're saying? Well, I mean Taylor okay Taylor, Taylor would always have his football, so it's great to have okay. someone you can throw around with. Sure. But I mean, there's a lot of females on the set that aren't really into football, no. which I love girls uh, who are into it. Yeah, um, of course, more to connect with. More than you know, half the football fans.
0: It's just like you know, life. Fifty, a lot of half football fans are women. Women love their football, but just not not on the set of Twilight. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> yeah it's okay but yeah. it's all right it's all right but that's now we've got something to work towards yeah <laughs> <laughs> and Pattinson he doesn't I mean he's he's got nothing I mean
5: he kept on wondering where the soccer ball was you yeah, know so it's like yeah. no it's football like yeah. American football
0: right um yeah no. he, he doesn't really understand it. Well, okay well we got to get him up to speed too what's it like to play a character like Tarzan what's that like
5: for me just because you know I grew up I lived on a farm once in Iowa. And uh the morn. So let's start again before you answer this. Where have you not lived? <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is great, man. You're like, okay, Camelback, uh, Denver, North Dakota, right? But every you've every lived state lived on a farm in
5: Iowa. Every state grew um, and grew. Which okay. was great. Great. You I know, mean, I, I can't say I've lived I lived in New York a little bit. But go. when in Iowa yes. we had a farm and for me, you know, the dairy and the cows and or the dairy, obviously the cows. Sure. The pigs, the chickens, I always felt like either. A Tarzan or Mowgli from the Jungle Book. Even though I'd never really watched a lot of TV <laughs> or movies, I just sure. I was like, Oh, I'm king of the animals, even uh-huh. though they're in like little pig pens. I'm like, Yeah, this is my domain. Mm-hmm. Um, so I always wanted I always loved Tarzan. And then when you come come out here, I, I fell into acting. I was going to school for chemical engineering out in Chemical at, at, at Chapman in Orange County. Uh huh. And just got the acting bug, fell in love with it, you know, and it, it started working. Mm-hmm. which is always great. So I had to put school aside. But when iconic characters come into play and um, you know, I heard that they were redoing Tarzan, I'm like, hey, how can you? They made almost every possible Tarzan that you could think of. Mm-hmm. I mean, Disney just finished their animated cartoon one. But um, but I read the script and you know, it's so modern and
2: contemporary.
5: It, it's fun. There's a lot of action. There's a lot of comedy in it. But then I, I wore my, my Conan mask because so I got close to playing Conan. Mm-hmm. And... Got in my underwear. And I'm like, I'm so far from Tarzan. It would be a dream to play. I'm just going to, you know, go for it. Right. And, um, yeah, you know, they liked what I did. And playing Tarzan was just, it's a dream come true. It was mm-hmm. motion capture and, you know, I, I got to just be the monkey man. What do you mean by motion motion capture for those at, at home? Who motion capture is there's no hair and makeup, which is another dream for me. Because when you're doing something like Twilight and you're wearing t- pounds of white makeup, right. um, and it takes hours to put on. I'm not a fan of that. But motion capture, you wear this uh, Power Ranger-esque suit. It's kind of like um, a scuba diving suit or a mm-hmm. surfing suit. And you have all these tape balls on you. And then you put some, some pencil dots on your face and motion ca- capture. <laughs> you have like this camera on. It feels like you're in a video game. Sure. So That's you'd actually. rather do that than get makeup on? Because that, that takes, sounds like. That takes five minutes. That takes five minutes. Yeah, what you, you just d- described? Put this suit on. It already has the tape balls on it. you just oh, zip it up. You zip it up. Put your gloves on, it's the old tape ball on. suit yeah, with oh, a it, zip it. up. tape It's ball come suit. a long way, actually. Right. I mean, if you go back and and I think there's some videos on YouTube of what motion capture. No, I've seen. I
0: think a lot of folks who are hearing this will know what that is because that's how they shoot uh, players for the John Madden uh, video game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You yeah. know, so they so they can get the the exact characteristics of like exactly. say the way Larry Fitzgerald runs down the field and. Mm-hmm. Um. So that's basically what. That's the, what we did. And you have for sixty. Then, huh?
5: You have sixty cameras, sixty fifty-eight we, around you, so you can do uh, a helicopter shot. You have every angle captured. But the hardest thing for me to do, because I, I played football growing up, and was to have the grace of Tarzan, because he's very fluid in his movement and yes. he runs on all four. So I'm a bit stocky. I feel like my lower back is a second butt it's just it's just so tight and big uh-huh. so getting on all fours and working and trying to run quadr quadruped run was one of the toughest things i've done quadruped running yeah. in a zip up tape ball yeah suit it's very
0: very scratch very that off the
5: bucket list <laughs> as well who's jane who's jane uh spencer Locke, beautiful mm-hmm. talented actress spencer Locke. okay that's cool and uh what did you play when you played football what, were your, what was your um i played i tried to play a lot i just loved hitting people um oh, good for you, you know receiving was great but i was never the fastest um liked quarterback but that didn't really work out mm-hmm. but i played safety and i just loved oh, i a, loved hitting oh,
0: people that's a great position if you want to enjoy hitting people yeah. yeah that's it but now now you know essentially in the nfl you, you're not really allowed to hit people in certain places you know i mean they're which safety. is, good. Which is yeah, good of course yeah absolutely it's good um and so uh breaking dawn uh Twilight Breaking Dawn Part Two coming out on the sixteenth. Tarzan that's coming out. Do we know? July
5: twenty fifth. That's in. We shot that in Munich, uh, so I think Germany dude. has the first premiere for Germany that. Germany gets first crack. Yeah, at Tarzan. Yeah, that's fantastic, dude. That's
0: congratulations on everything that's that's happening with you. And seriously, one Sunday, come on down, watch games with us. Unplug, turn off your phone.
5: Do you guys, where do you guys watch it? Right, right
0: here, right here. Me, I am there. Dion, Mooch, Sap, Irvin, Marshall Falk. And the whole crew. We sit here and watch games. Unplug your phone. Well, we're neighbors, so I'm. I'm right Come down on the down. Street. I would love to. Come on down and and bring whoever you want. You know, um, what what's what's Jane's name? What's her name? Spencer. Again? Bring her. Bring, bring her. <laughs> Bring her, bring, obviously, you know, just for the demographic purposes, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, bring them all in here and,
5: and we'll get that thing done. All the females from Twilight. Bring yeah. bring Ashley Green, who's a big football fan as well. Say that
0: again, please. Are you serious? Is she a big football she fan? She is. Her best
5: friend, Katie, loves Green Bay. She loves Green Bay. She's like, there's there's that one commercial with the girl uh, yes. on her phone. On her phone. And then like, and she's like, in and,
0: different places online at,
5: at, at a supermarket and yeah, stuff exactly. like that. Uh-huh. Reminds me just of Katie. Katie okay. is obsessed with football, and she got Ashley, and I tried to hook Ashley. Uh-huh. So now Ashley's hooked on football as Jeez. well. And so well what she is. So she's the one to... I connect the most with when we're shooting Twilight. Well, it, you know,
0: many, uh, many of us connect with Ashley Green in one way or another. <laughs> and um, if we want to, and by we, the royal we is what I'm talking about sure, right now because yeah. I'm you – know, you're out of this equation, bro. Uh, if we want to foster her love of the National Football League, what better place – then right here, right here, right here at the National Football League Network, where all sorts of interesting football things could be at her disposal, we open her mind and get her uh, more into the game. What do you think? But she will only wear
5: bikinis when she watches
0: football. So, I, well, I then, mean, I hope that's
5: not a problem. No, that's well then, no. What that okay. means, we'll
0: just we'll send a car for her. Is what that means. Perfect. You know what Perfect. I mean? We'll send a car, um, and buy a car. Uh, mean one driven by me. Um. <laughs> In five minutes, can we arrange for that? Uh yeah, it, she's
5: still stuck in New York. She missed the whole press junket. Did she's she really? No kidding, Ashley, I love you. Don't kill me. No, no. Well, does that mean she downloads the podcast? <laughs>
0: so it well, be, she would be great. Okay. Should, yeah, she's there. So she's a Green Ashley. Green is 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 now a Green Bay fan because her friend is, or no, she's just no. essentially just getting more and more she interested in the sport. She,
5: she's from. Florida, so oh well.
0: um, I mean, that's that's a rite of passage. Then basically, if you're from Florida, you gotta love football. Yeah, I'm just trying to think who a team is. Um, Well, we'll find that out again. That's just it's it's it's, again it's 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 a fact finding mission as well. Mm -hmm. Can we make this happen? Let's do that. Sure, let's do that. Okay, let's do it. Let's do that. Uh, One last thing for you. I want to talk about the Saint Bernard project before I let you go, uh, because this is uh, this is neat stuff. It's a charity work that you do. In New Orleans, uh, still rebuilding homes for victims of Hurricane Katrina, yeah. which is sort of mind blowing that uh, here we are now six years removed from that natural disaster and people are still rebuilding homes down there. Tell us about what uh, what you're doing with that with that well, charity.
5: When I worked down there, I mean it's kind of great. I I was down there mm-hmm. probably three or four years ago, and I educated myself. I love charities. You know, I had of a course. lot of people helping me out in my family when I grew up. But then being able to give back, I don't know. I just, you know, karma or pay it forward, whatever you want to call it. Um, but when I was down there, I just educated myself because I, when you watch what happened with Katrina on the TV, it doesn't really set in as much as actually witnessing it and mm-hmm. being there and and meeting meeting some people, who who were affected by. There's so many communities and there's so so much help needed still. So, um, you know, I go down there as much as I can. I loved working on this last. Breaking Dawn movie because we spent half the time in Baton Rouge, so I would drive down every weekend and and bring some of the castmates down there. And okay. it's great. That's the only reason I got on Twitter or anything like that was for the charity outreach. You just you know, spread the awareness with 140 characters. And a lot of people would come down. You tweet something, they'll come down and and help you build a house. Mm-hmm. And if I can't get around, I'll donate my time or money or, and uh, just spread the awareness, which is. It's great, you know. Help out wherever you can in whatever city you're in. Just find somewhere to help out.
0: Good for you. And uh, the Super Bowl is going to be in New Orleans this yeah, year. Yeah, baby.
5: Uh, maybe,
0: maybe. Although four and five is not really cutting it right now. I'd say your Cardinals would be there, but um, uh, you, don't, uh, you never say never.
5: You never know you, who. Did, um,
0: Who's leading the division right now? Is well, it... it's San Francisco is leading your division. Oh, okay, they just yeah. they just handed you what they, as they say in the business, your lunch uh, a couple of weeks ago. Yes, they did. But you do never know. You do never know. As 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 the sneaky sneaks are pointing out <laughs> this very week in fantasy, with very little of uh, uh, traction from everybody except Mikel Ashour, uh on your team. So. Um, but we'll see. Hopefully, come on, come on down to the Super Bowl if you're down there. Yeah, I'm just going. Let us I've know. been going to the Super Bowl oh, for the last couple of years. Oh, so you'll be there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh me, you, and Ashley will hang out for sure. Um, and just one last thing for all those chemical engineers out there who want to get into acting, what's your <laughs> What's your secret of success, Callum, being a chemical engineer?
5: Well, this business is full of formulas. So if you Nicely connect uh, bonding. all the bonding it's, bonding, it's all about the bonding and yes. the chemical reactions. Yes. Of, of... And magnesium, <laughs> right? No, because that smells. That the, smells is that what it quite is? bad. So no kidding. Probably shouldn't use that. Um, but but that. a lot of gold and silver goes along with There way. you go. I like
0: Maybe it. Maybe a little
5: diamond and you know carbon. That up. I love it. Good <laughs> job, man. Uh,
0: Kellen, thanks again for coming on. I Thank really you. appreciate it. Good luck with Breaking Dawn coming out. Again, part two uh, of break, ta- Breaking Dawn coming out on November 16th. Next July, we'll look for the Tarzan movie mm. for sure. And you're welcome here anytime. Seriously. Thank you very much. You got it. Good to Been see you. You got it. Follow this man on Twitter at Kellen Lutz. You just heard about what he's talking about on Twitter. And uh, thanks for being on the program. Kellen Lutz here on the Rich Eisen podcast. All right. Kellen Lutz, everybody. I learned a lot
4: running camelback mountain with his, and his mom with is and his praying, mom praying for the praying team for that the was team. incredible
0: and he's a former chemical engineer that's now tarzan and i'd love to hear him.: and ashley green is going to bring her in
4: yeah I, I, i'm not uh i gotta get up the speed on ashley green dude apparently. you're
3: the only human take, being take two seconds and look her up please right now
4: all right hold, yeah all right okay check it out i
0: mean
3: please I mean, wow like like you said
0: rich uh, you're not on anybody's team I'm not, a, no, no, I'm not a team guy. I'm i I'm smart enough to know I should be team Ashley. Well we're Team Ashley. Have you
4: I'm on Team Ashley? <laughs> <laughs> we're all
0: in lockstep. The official team so of she, the Rich Eisen yeah. podcast is Team Ashley. Yeah. I know Car we're we're sort of we're bikini, sort, of all, all, we're sort of all booked up on the celebrity front for our Thanksgiving special. Oh, it's come together nicely. But we could we could find a space for Ashley Green I if think, she I, so chooses I to think, come on and talk I football. I think we could make it work.
4: I think we could make that work. Yes. Maybe she she can uh that's she can we, sit uh, in with Brockman and I on the producer side. Uh, yeah, that's window. right. we'll make that work. And Absolutely.
0: that's how we and that's how we, we come Close full circle to our, uh, our our housekeeping items. Uh, yes. yes. The Thanksgiving special is gonna be Friday night. 10 Eastern Time, NFL Network of Thanksgiving weekend. Yes, sir. Um, Right now, the guests who are scheduled to appear, as they say in the business, they have said yes, they are booked, it is happening. Yes. Uh, Bradley Cooper and Chris Tucker together. They're in the they're in the new film that you guys are going to Silver
4: Lining Playbook. Yes, yes
0: they're coming. Uh, you guys are going to go see that movie. Yeah, we're it, going. Uh, I think Thursday it's
4: night. Yeah, Thursday night. Brockman and I are going to head out. All right, and see that. great. Uh, Perks of the job. Also stars Bob De Niro. So it should be. Yeah, his great. friends
0: call him Bob. You
4: know, now Bob, that you've
0: seen Midnight Run, you feel free to call, right. him call him Bob De Niro. Which
4: it was a great Joey Pants in that movie. Dude, was good. Joey oh, Pants that.
0: in that movie. His hair is <laughs> in Moscone. Bell Bonds.
4: It, it was. It was good. It was. I really the enjoyed Duke. it. I, Charles Grodin was awesome. The Duke. He was really good because Bob De Niro was Robert De Niro. He was you know he plays that tough guy. But you, but but you know, but was, I mean
0: in terms he Robert De Niro was funny. Oh yeah, he, he was, was he great was hilarious. in that he was movie. But when well, I
4: think Charles Grodin, Rich, and this is going to date me probably too, I, mm-hmm. I think Beethoven. Beethoven. I think the dad oh, no. from Beethoven. No, right. I know. He's well, he's, he's played
0: the similar character no for doubt. much of his career. Yeah. So to see but him playing, in playing, but playing the Duke is one of the all-time greats.
4: And uh, what's uh, the Dorfler,
0: name? Marvin Dorfler, yep. from all the Beverly Hills Cop movies. movies. Yes. Okay. He's great. Dennis Genius. Farina. Dennis Farina.
4: I love him. Snatch. He kills it. Dennis
0: Farina in McCarran Airport. Did you? You got the discs, or did you lose that? Like you lost your job. I I can't The rest of his lines I cannot repeat No I yeah.
3: like
4: the but scene but Dennis
0: Farina w- in that film when, uh, when Grodin the and Yafet Koto as to Alonzo
3: Mosley SBI
4: Alonzo Mosley yeah uh, Brockman you told me something interesting you read about that like he was sick during the whole filming yeah I,
3: I was I-, I like reading all the IMDB trivia <laughs> sure. for all these movies apparently Yafet Koto was sick during the, like really ill during yeah. the whole filming of the movie and so all of his scenes were mostly just one take two takes and done so he, he does have
4: them. time he does have time to cut up the Kellen Lutz for the for the blog if okay. he's okay. reading trivia questions on yes IMDB
0: I've got lots of time. <laughs> He's lots of time, but that's one of my favorite lines that I use. I've been using it for years on Sports Center and years on 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 the account account network. No, not, uh, not, not not if I said you were accountant. If I said you were accountant, no. The, the the line that Robert De Niro says at the end when, when I don't want to give away too much, but the, the movie the end,
4: came out in nineteen eighty. Well, I mean, there 80, are some idiots like idiot. you haven't seen it, yeah, and
0: yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to. So we're idiots now. What? Well, yes, you are. <laughs> yes. You are. Is that? Um, you know that they find out how much money the Duke has. Uh, how much is it in the neighborhood? Oh, yeah. About you know three hundred fifty thousand. That's a pretty respectable neighborhood. Yeah. So Any times <laughs> we always show stats of somebody yeah. Yeah. where they are now in the grand scheme of things, all time. I mean, it's a pretty, respect- pretty respectable. A pretty respectable neighborhood. Nice. Uh, it's particularly you know? like the thousand dollar bills.
4: Yeah, yeah. yeah looks like
0: I'm walking. I yeah. did now great also watch movie. a fish
4: called Wanda, which I I thought Jamie Lee Curtis was great in. Kevin Klein was great, but Oscar
0: Oscar worthy. You bet, man. Didn't see it yet. I didn't. You bet. John Cleese, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, Michael Palin, and um, Kevin Klein. Is
4: Michael Palin the guy that plays the uh, stutter? Stop right there. Yeah, just stop. Stop. (laughs) Stop. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just stop. (laughs) Okay.
0: It was just stop. It was great. Does that mean? Does that mean I need to have you? You go see. Monty Python's flying circus videos now. Does that what that Oh, means, I've never seen any Mighty Python oh, movies. Oh, 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 oh. I'm not. Right, th- we are we're stopping. All right. This conversation ends now. Have you not seen Monty Python? I've never seen any let of them. Let me tell you something. Actually. Let me tell you guys something. Let me tell a t- you something. Sorry. Know your history. Know your history. So much of this stuff that you guys talk about, what makes you laugh, what's so funny, sitcoms, movies. Derivative. Monty Python. Derivative of Monty Python. Of Python? Monty Python. Yeah,
4: I, I, I've flying seen it. it, circus. it was a long time ago. Yes, no,
0: non sequitur no humor, silly, insane, off the wall humor, highbrow, intelligent humor. Shows that bounce Is off it of
4: walls. No, sorry. Stop.
0: You should. Yeah, I hope you edit that out. Is it Mel <laughs>
3: Brooks? Even I know it's not Mel Brooks.
4: I thought he had something to do with it.
0: No, they're Brits. They're Brits. It's from the UK. And you, I mean, the, our international listeners just started driving on the other side of the road. <laughs> they didn't drive off the road. They're so angry they're I, driving on the other side of the road.
4: I was thinking History of the World Part <laughs> 1, which is a great, a great movie. <laughs> I got nothing to say. You shouldn't. Oh, boy! you're
0: only going to dig yourself a hole deeper. Go watch A Fish Called Wanda i okay. will get on that this week when I'm not Good.
3: editing Kellen Lutz Good. for Rich Bob
0: De Niro. Dennis, so at any rate, uh, Bob De Niro is is in uh, is in um, Silver Lining. What day Playbook. is
4: that? Sorry, I just veered us for like five minutes. No, it's there. okay. No, no. De
0: Bob De Niro, Robert De Niro. Uh, so, but uh, um, from that film, Chris Tucker, right? Chris Tucker and Bradley Cooper in
4: studio together. together.
0: Yes, they're booked. They're booked.
4: Yes. They're coming in.
0: Uh, that's one get one segment. Um, Eric Stone Street. Mm-hmm. of Modern Family the reigning two time Emmy award winner Eric Stone Street Can we get him to bring one A monster Kansas City Chiefs fan
4: You guys had a little tweet back And, and forth. when I
0: say monster well he's a huge K-State fan he's yeah. from you know went there and yep. he's he's out of his mind every Saturday he's tweeting Oh me. going crazy about Huge him. Chiefs fan He emailed me names of their draft busts at offensive line, <laughs> wow, That's when a- I talk to, tell you about celebrities in this town who are into football, who like football as you as you've heard on this show some some fantasy players some are are people who are who are into their this guy is for real. I would put him up against any face painter in arrowhead nice he's on this show I'm
3: willing to bet he's painted his face we'll and ask gone him to arrowhead we will ask
0: him. And uh, I'm also excited about uh, Rayan Wilson. Yes. Of The Dwight Office. Schrute. Dwight Schrute. Huge fantasy football player. He has said yes. We're just finding times for these guys. They're all booked for the Thanksgiving special. We'll put together slot. some players as well. And we got ourselves a big one-hour TV show the Friday of Thanksgiving weekend on okay, NFL wait. Network. And Mr., uh, Mr. Hank Azaria reprising be great. his yes, role. Yes, and... The return of Jim Brackmire, everybody. everybody. I pulled a little uh, Jim Brockmire oh. on Thursday Night Football. Yeah, you
4: did. Yeah, you did. Uh, it was whenever uh, you were doing the game show.
0: We did the game show. Which? I did my, I, I tried to mix Hank Azaria's Jim Brockmire with a little bit of the Bob Eubanks, <laughs> and I went a little bit off the hook. That was great.
3: By the way, I won't get credit for this, but that was my idea mm. from the Thursday Night Pitch Meeting
0: last year. Well, you know what? It's sort of like maybe uh, John Harbaugh stealing Billick's line. Sort of going full circle there, just showing how it all works.
4: If you guys do it again, though, you need to be able to read what they're writing. It was tough to read it on television. Uh, I know it but was. But, we
0: um, we rehearsed it about an hour before, and it was a cluster <laughs> f <after laughs> in <laughs> rehearsal. It was. Let's just put it this way: rehearsal did not go. It didn't auger well for a good segment, and it and and it, it worked great. The best was
3: the look on Dion's face when uh, when Irvin was trying to kiss. He, no, but he was like he was like. Uh, Clay Matthews, defensive boy of the year. <laughs> Deion, look at him. Like what? Like, watched, I know, like, but it was great. That was legit,
0: legit. And uh, and Irvin started sweating bullets. Yeah, and that's what I was going to say. He wanted to win in the worst over, way. He was dripping, he was dripping, <laughs> dripping. It was hot out there in San Diego, but he really wanted to win. That was a fun segment. Yeah. That was a big time fun segment. Yep. Let's put that on the blog.
4: Yeah, that I can cut that and put it up on there.
0: Let's put that on the it, blog.
4: It, it, it'll be up there at the bottom of the blog below uh, the Kellen below Lutz, Lutz Kellen video. Lutz that that Brock, video. that
0: Brockman will work.
4: That won't get up until a little, little later in the week. Hopefully, after there's a potential we have a late week or midweek podcast with Matt Stafford this week. Yeah, let's We're hope. still efforting that.
0: <laughs> Fingers well, crossed. Um, real quick before we go out the door, as well, your Patriots return from the bye week. Brockman, ah, indeed, we got home buff- for Buffalo. Home for
3: Buffalo. Buffalo always gives us a tough time. How many but... wins do you think your team finishes up with? Because then you're home. Uh, you're
0: home for Indianapolis. I mean, then you're at the two. Jets Thanksgiving night. I mean that's three. Nice, and then you're then New England is where's New England? Uh, Hold on a minute, let's Patriots go through it. I'm enjoying is, this. Hold on okay, a minute, so wait, I'm enjoying so wait, this. So wait, you, so wait, wait. So, I'm so now we're eight and three, right? You're eight now. and three. You're eight, eight and three. three New England's at Miami. I'd say Miami gets us. All right, eight and four because you're you're humble. Eight and four. Then New England is home for Houston on that huge Monday night game that we were talking about earlier. Yeah, I'll tell you what, man. Because if Houston wins that, they are they are in, in the great little... shape because they, they own every tie break against right. any team that comes close to them except Pittsburgh. But Pittsburgh, as it currently stands right now, let me get this particular stat for you because this is important. Can we get back Pittsburgh, to that because... Wait, wait, wait. I'm, 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 I'm a little bit all over the map, but I'll bring it full circle. <laughs> Don't you worry. I'm not worried. Pittsburgh right now is 2-3 and three in conference. Okay. Uh, Houston is 7-0 and oh in conference they're not going to Houston's not if Houston loses 3 games that'd be a shocker period right there that, that's a big game for new england i want to see how i want to see how plays and meshes and improves the do you secondary. win that though probably or, not 8 and 5 uh then you're home for san francisco the following week on sunday night football uh, not Sunday gonna, night
4: football has their lineup is well, I mean, not, and they're
0: going to start flexing too. I'm going to say, they going to start flexing. Too. I'm going to
3: say, not going to lose back to back home games. And San Francisco has the long flight. I'm going to say we win that one, nine and
0: five. Long flight. They're going to be sitting in their hotel room all day. Long flight. It's a long flight day before. Long flight day before. Let's see where San Francisco is the week before. They're home for Miami the week before. Uh, okay, so you can say nine and five. Nine and five. Then you're at Jacksonville, ten and five. I won't even l- let make you say it. Um, and then home for Miami, eleven and five. 11 and that five. wins a division.
4: I'm sure. Call right now, I say that's fair. They lose that Miami game. No, but I already have them at losing home? at Miami. Yeah.
0: So they get season swept by the Dolphins. Season swept by You're the out Dolphins. Of your wow, no way. You're We're out of your here first. Then let's do this now for you too, and then we'll wrap up this show. Uh,
4: does Philadelphia win tonight? Absolutely, I think they do. Wow. Okay, so that I makes it Vic, at the dome. I think now? Vic is going to. have. This is
0: great. This will be dated instantly, and it'll be great. Four and four. You've got them at four and four. Then. Yes. Uh, Then uh, you you got them beating Dallas next
4: week? I have them beating Dallas the first week, losing to them. Hold on a minute. That's the first week? Yeah. I have them beating them. Yep.
0: Boy, that puts Dallas three and six. Yep. There. Okay, five and four. Philadelphia is at Washington.
4: At Washington, I think they're going to lose at Washington. Uh,
0: Cam just won there. Easily. Handling. I
4: I think, though, Bob will be back in four. Washington's
0: coming off a bye week, too. Yep. Okay. So that'll be five and five. Mm -hmm. And you read flat out on the griddle. By the way, he's got a real Andy Reid look right now from November.
4: Got the November stash. Going. I mean, we played basketball right
3: on Saturday, Rich, and I, I couldn't even pass him the ball without laughing.
4: It was pretty. It was pretty. Solid.
0: Uh. Lastly, and then Carolina's is at Philadelphia week twelve. Thanksgiving week ends with a Monday night Cam Newton visit to Philly. That's six and five in your mind.
4: That's six and five. That's okay, week
0: thirteen. Philly at Dallas. You have you I losing th- that?
4: I think that could be a loss. That, oh I
0: mean, my goodness! That's six the- and six for Andy Reid, flat out on the griddle. Cooking like a goose. Not but, cooked, but cooking like one. Week 14, Philadelphia's home for the Chargers. Ooh.
4: Actually, they, I'm they, the, they're in the, Buccaneers. In
0: the Dead Man Walking. Don't they play the Bucks? Week 14. No, they do not.
4: December 9th, the
0: Bucks. December 9th. Philadelphia, Tampa. That's correct. Philadelphia, Tampa. You got them winning that one? I got them winning it. I got my Coach of the Year pick.
4: It could be in limbo on that game. Up.
0: I don't know. Okay, so you got them winning that game. Seven and six. Then you've got uh, Philadelphia in week 15, Thursday night football.
4: Beating the Bengals.
0: Short week. I got them doing that too. So that's eight and six. Too. Yep. And then? They return then got, the favor
4: RG3. Then you got home.
0: Washington, right. Where, where did the San Diego game go?
4: Uh, they don't play San Diego. They
0: don't? Okay. All right. And then you've got, okay, then week 16 is... Um, Washington, Philly—they return the favor. That's nine and six.
4: Nine and six, and
0: then Philadelphia finishes up the season at the Giants,
4: and that's going to be a win, Week Seventeen. So
0: you got Andy Reid at ten and six, potentially making the playoffs.
4: Potentially eleven, With and 6 winning four in a row, or eleven and five yeah. to finish the season. Yes, no they chance. Won, they won four in the row in the Nine row last and year. seven.
0: Poll question: Which one do you think is more feasible? Brockman scenario, where the Patriots finish eleven and five. Or law, will the ten Eagles go eleven and five? At eleven and five, no, you'll <laughs> lose that ball. You'll get boat race. You'll six? get boat, you raced. Get boat ten race. Ten, ten and six. Ten six. By the way, the boat race revolution is, it is, on is fire. out of control. And there's no question. There's no question. It's, there's no question that we started it. There's no way. Two months ago, I mean, ago, it, 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 exists. it did exist. It did exist. i but I right. had never heard of it before. Exactly. And we have been pounding the boat race table since. Correct.
3: Yes, it's true. It is out of control. Two months ago, nowhere. Now it's everywhere. Tony Barnhart apparently
0: dropped it on the CBS halftime.
3: Well, Brinson, Kornheiser said it on PTI. Cowherd, it's out of control. Yeah, that, that's all us. You can
0: trace, you can CSI that back to this There's no doubt. Podcast, I agree.
4: That doesn't sound like a favorable poll matchup for me. I don't know if I. Well, right. no. Like, no. You, you got to be, like, be objective. All right, ten and six. Though I do no, feel but like it's true. Be 10 though six. I mean, if
0: at, you will ask anyone with a football pulse right now, it's more more possible that New England has eleven <laughs> wins or Andy Reid has ten wins, and you're going to lose <laughs> nine times out of ten. Yeah, I feel bad. But we go are, ahead, put it up well, there. No, Let's see. We
3: are going to pull. Maybe in about a week or so, we are going to pull. Question our mustaches. Yes.
4: Okay, that sounds good. I got a little more growth than. Uh, I am prepared to get alone.
0: boat raced in that. You could, you're dude,
4: but you're it's, gonna,
3: f-
0: it's fine. I mean, shoot, you got team. Yeah, but Wolf he over had there. a weak head start. I'm on start. team law. I'm on team law team right law there. You had team a weak law. head start. No, my,
4: my wife's not on team law for this mustache. <laughs> Here's what I would
0: like to do. Can you check the downloads to see if the Brits gave us a little uptick? And then we will, as as that as you check that out. Um, give us your international shot out of the week. You got somebody? Uh, yeah, last
3: week I was uh, coming home. You know, how on Twitter you get a pop if uh, you get a new follower. Well,
0: some of us do that because some of us have too many followers that it would just right. it would just be too. It would be okay. like spam in there. By the way, but.
3: closing in on two thousand. <laughs> thanks for everybody for following along. Yes, I'm indeed. sure Will feels the same way. Yeah, he does. So I get Absolutely. a so I get a new follower and and the name looks very familiar and it's Chris underscore Brockman. And then shortly thereafter, no way. Yeah, So you
0: gave up the underscore and somebody hopped on it.
3: Someone hopped on it immediately and started following me. And then I get a message immediately after from him. Uh And he said, uh, now I have the underscore and I'm hijacking it for an international shout out.
4: I got a Chris or underscore Chris law underscore and then a Topher law following me. So somebody took your old account. Yes.
0: And somebody took your old account. Indeed. And they're hijacking it. Maybe that'll help you get blue check marks.
4: I mean... We can only hope, rapid listeners, the, the guy did That's actually fantastic. tweet me, too, the, the underscore in my name.
3: Yeah, so uh, he's down in Australia and said he was hijacking <laughs> itself. So, so, cr- so, Chris underscore Brockman, oh here's your international shout-out of the week. Oh Thanks,
0: buddy. Mother. This has truly reached an insane <laughs> level that you get it's rid really of the funny. underscore, and it becomes an international shout-out of the week. That's how we roll. This has truly uh, gotten out of hand, and my... What, Uh, One of my favorite tweets of the week was somebody, I guess, sitting in the Northeast with hardly any power was getting through their horrible day listening to our podcast. So I just want to give a shout out to everybody who, heaven forbid, still is in a similar situation that we are thinking of you. You should donate money to uh, RedCross.org or text 90999 and... um, and uh, text Red Cross to that number, and it's a ten, $10 dollars donation. donation. Yep, and uh, that's it. Chris Brogman, Chris Law, good to speak with you guys. Good to see you, Rich. Rich Eisen, presented by Chevy. Is signing off. From
2: Stay listening, good friends.